0: This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Suzanne Castle, who fills the world with sparkle and creativity like no one else I've ever met. She is an expert in invigorating creative visionaries on ideas and strategies that can change their world. Her empathy and passion for others is why I celebrate Suzanne as an everyday leader who is changing the world. Start your personal growth journey today where you can learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com Register for personal growth and development classes so you can develop your own strategies to be a leader in your life. If you're ready for one-on-one accountability, I will walk beside you as your personal coach to help you gain clarity and perspective to lead your life and career as an everyday leader. If you're ready to develop your spiritual growth, you can gather with us for the Everyday Leaders Leadership Devotionals We meet every day at 7.30 a.m. And we apply these leadership lessons and values to our everyday lives. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader that can change the world. Day leaders, 50 and 50, my wonderful friend, Suzanne Castle. Thanks for joining us today.
1: What a gift for me to be here with you. This podcast is resonating with so many people. It's inspiring so many people and holy moly, I get to be on here today with you. Thank you
0: for having me. Oh, I love this. I always take people back to the beginning and so our connection, our soul connection is through Disney. And people know I'm a Disney freak because I work there. (laughs) But, But it's really intentional, all the leadership lessons. And so tell my listeners, our guests, tell the listeners that are just sitting here on the edge of their seat now going, oh, Suzanne, I'm so excited. Talk to me about your Disney connection, how that's inspired you.
1: Yes, from a very young age, I have been performing and creating connections for people in unique ways. And so at various times in my career, and my life, I have found myself with Disney personnel, with cast members, with entertainers, creating opportunities for people to look at life in unique and imaginative ways. And I think because my last name is Castle, there's always been that embedded princess somewhere (laughs) inside of me. And so really understanding how Disney has shaped the foundation of my life how I treat people, how I show up for people, really has left an indelible mark on my soul. And uh, I can't say enough about the Disney Corporation and what they try to instill in leaders.
0: It is amazing. If you've never experienced that, it is when I started and I went through the traditions class, you just mm-hmm. really start to understand, like, if you believe that way, you say, I want to create this for." everybody in the world. Like, how can I do this? And so you take a little bit of that magic with you and then you want to bring it to others. And that, that's just an amazing process. You know, I just can't explain it any other way.
1: No, I think that's very well said. And I, I am constantly telling people that I work with companies, leaders, et cetera, that, you know, if you're not willing to pick up the trash, then you can't climb the top of the stairs at the spire. And that is definitely something that Disney has put inside of me, which is the value that everybody has to contribute to the whole. And, um, I just, yes, like you, I am a Disney file and I love finding people to connect with, with all the Disney-ness because it's
0: just a different way of looking at the world. You said it very well. Oh my gosh. And so growing up there in the seventies and eighties, now I'm trying to tell my age, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, growing up, you always thought, how's Tinkerbell up there and flying across the castle? Like just the magic that happens. And so when you take that part of your heart with you and you bring that to others and you say in anything that you do, you want them to have an experience. And so I know the listeners today are going to understand what you do, how you show up, the things that you're offering for people to kind of join you in your journey. And, uh, and so that's why I'm so glad that you're here today.
1: Well, thank you. You know, I, I think from uh, a very young age, one of the things that uh, Walt Disney taught me when I was watching television and he would show up on the screen and invite us into thinking differently. Mm-hmm. And so part of my work now is to create a way for people to understand that stuck is never the furthest that you can go. And I I really and truly believe that. And I have to thank Walt Disney for instilling that inside of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so important. And, and so so many people that are going through COVID-19. I know you've yeah. got so many things. If you're listening to this right now, if you have the opportunity, you can go to SuzanneCastle.com and you can see all the wonderful things that, that you're doing right now. Uh, one of those is coming up with a conference uh, on August the 29th. And, and that's really a, a conference to help people with their leadership. Um, absolutely. Things that they need to work on that they've been stuck
1: Yes. You know, I think uh, what COVID-19 has unleashed upon us besides economic uh, unfortunate mess is people having to deal with their own mess inside of them. And so for leaders, I think we're leading organizations that are feeling stuck. We might be feeling stuck ourselves. Our mindset has totally shifted. and, And I call it just feeling the meh. You know, just everything is just met. Everything is harder. Conversations are harder. Showing up for people is harder. Doing what we did is just harder. And so my hope with this, thank you for giving the shout out to Verve. My hope with the event is that we really rise up together as strong leaders with new enthusiasm. And we're really gonna work on our mojo mindset. That's what I call it. And just really recapturing that magic of what it means to show up even in the midst of pandemics, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of mess and help people create a new pathway for
0: joy and happiness. You know, it's so important because we're all feeling this, like you said, the ugh. like mm-hmm. I am I'm zoomed out. I'm exhausted from trying to take care of kids in and school and, and all the things that we're responsible for. Plus, bringing my office at home, you mm-hmm. know, and so a lot of people are experiencing this differently, but the same. And what I do know is people are exhausted. It's been right now, it's about 20 to 21 weeks that we've been experiencing this kind of quarantine attitude. And so it's not only just about us, it's how we're seeing other people show up. And I think that's one of the key lessons that you're also a John Maxwell team member. And so a little little shout out to our leadership tribe, if I will. Uh, But it's so important because, you know, we understand that it's important to meet people where they are. And so if you're struggling yourself and you're feeling like, I don't fit, I'm exhausted, I don't know what to do next, you're probably not giving other people as much grace. And so... You know, figuring out what's important to you is what these kinds of workshops are for.
1: Yes. And and I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head very well, which is spending some time discovering and asking the right questions. I think so much of the time we just react and we're in a reactive posture, we're in a scarcity mindset mode, and we forget that we really have a lot of power to experience life differently when we ask the right questions. And when, when we ask the right questions of ourselves, of our teams, of, of our communities, of our families, it, it puts us in a better position to be able to show up for them and show up for our own selves, instead of feeling like all the old emotional traumas we have and our energy is going to the wrong places and disappointment just keeps showing up. But when you ask questions, you get information. And when you have information, I think you're better able to make decisions. And I feel like so many people right now are just reacting instead of just stopping and taking a pause and asking a question, what does this mean? What is this showing me? And so, part of my work right now is is really unlocking that for people because it's just space that it, it's so easy to just
0: be stuck right now. <laughs> it really is. Well, it is. And as coaches, you know, we try to equip others to be able to say, okay, now go out and use these tools for your own life so that you can experience mm-hmm. this joy. And and I think, you know, for for what I see in you, when I connected to you immediately, I was like, oh my soul sister, we we just show up and have this like glow. <laughs> and, right. and and because you really, you really intentionally want to give and and share that um that aura, right? Everybody can experience this. If you choose, if you step into it and and the quote, right, a dream is a wish that your heart makes. Right. Well, then, then do it. Then you can dream it and you can become it. And so the tools and resources um, that you are providing, I think, are just phenomenal for people. So um, thank you. It is. And, and on Facebook, you started this, the Sparkle group. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I, I love did. that. What a great name for anybody that feels like they need a little bit of sparkle in their life, right?
1: That's right. You know, I um, I think our glimmer has, you know, gone by the wayside a little bit for most of the world right now. And so I am really trying to infuse back into society good news and stories of joys and stories of people that are overcoming really big horrific trauma and messes and and along the way teach people that it's it's okay, one, but it's not okay to stay there. And so I'm trying to collaborate with people who really feel like creating pathways of joy is important leadership work. Not just did you meet your sales goal, mm-hmm. but what was your mindset around what you're creating with your sales goals? Mm-hmm.
0: But I want to know, Suzanne, because, you know, a lot of people are going to listen to this and go, oh, well, th- those are just two happy girls. They're just to have a happy <laughs> life. But it always wasn't that way for you. There were things that happened that made you really pivot. And, and so I'd love for you to share a little bit, as much as you'd like to, uh, just about what was your turning point
1: well, you know i'll be honest i i was an artist i've had several lifetimes of work and my road like most artists it's not been straight it's not been narrow uh i began with uh my life being packed to the brim with dancing and acting classes with coaching sessions i was on film i did theater i was teaching i was doing music and it really was an unsustainable pace that was stopped abruptly short by a family tragedy. My middle brother was killed in a car accident. And my plans really got knocked from the spotlight uh, where I was recognized all the time and giving um, autographs everywhere I went to the shadows because I just had to stop and be part of my family again. Mm-hmm. And that quiet season, I went to seminary. I got several ivory tower degrees later. And and from that, this kind of subtle persistent revolution and reinvention happened with me. So it it, it took me getting out of that spotlit space to really reconnect back with my love of fostering the creative spirit in others. And so now what I'm really trying to do is I've committed to seeing people amplifying that same creative spirit. And making sure that people know that they're valued, that they're known, and that they're loved, and so it, it doesn't matter. I've been part of companies with giant budget cuts that rendered me suddenly jobless. Old emotional traumas have come up. You know, they've required a lot of energy for my own healing. My own sparkle factor has gone by the wayside, <laughs> and yet, recapturing that kind of glimmer that I was talking about, it it, ta- it has taken me time of patient practicing. And, and I like that word practicing because it means I haven't gotten it perfect and nor will I get perfect. It means I'm showing up every day and I'm practicing. And as long as I'm showing up, I'm being the person who I'm supposed to be. And, and I think um, I look out at so many people who really have life has just thrown them a bad deal right now. And what I want to say to you is it's not all that is for you. I, I believe it, it, that is not all that life has for for you and it might be that you listen to this podcast every single time it comes on or that you find a person who's going to be on your own sparkle squad and they're going to cheer you on and be on team whomever but whatever that is for you you have to find a someone a something to connect to that reminds you that your place in the universe is
0: not about your success or your failure mm, that is so important say that again
1: your place in the universe is not about your success or your failure. I really believe that. Mm
0: -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, right now, think of if people just close their eyes right now and they think March 11th, March 11th, the day before (laughs) any, any of this changed what we were doing what we thought, what our plans were going to be for spring break, what we were going to do for the summer, watching kids graduate, nieces and nephews graduate, going off to college, starting a new job. Everything changed on March 12th.
1: It did. And, and I think, you know, I'll, For the first couple of weeks, I'll be real transparent. I was okay. I was like, all right, we got this. Like, this is going to be great. That's what I do anyway. I'm a problem solver. People bring me in when things aren't going well. And I'm like, I got this. Like, this is my whole jam. This is my world. Mm -hmm. But you know, about last month is when it hit me and I had to throw myself a pity party. I had to, you know, all 21 of my speaking gigs were canceled. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to just say, okay, I'm okay, but I'm going to be sad today. And it's going to be okay, but today I get to be sad. And I, and I put some some pretty thick barriers around that to say, I'm going to feel all of this right now, and then I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and I'm going to start again, and I'm going to recreate my world. Mm-hmm. And, and it, may, it may be that every day you have to show up and say, today, what am I recreating? Today, how am I showing up? Today, what do I get to decide to be a part of? And um, because otherwise, yeah, it is too easy to go. This day happened and it's never going to be the same. And I would say before that, even let's go back to January one. things weren't going to be the same as 2019. In 2021, they're not going to be the same as 2020. But it is so easy to just feel all of that and sense all of that kind of unsettledness and go, yeah, this is all there is. And then you make decisions about your life and your leadership based on that view. And that view is a lie. It is false. And it's not a helpful view at all.
0: Mm -hmm. Because there have been things outside of our control, that We have to really just step up and say, look, this is just a situation. It's not forever. It's not permanent. It's just something that we have to deal with today. And I think you're right. When you said about a month ago, That's kind of when I hit the wall (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and I've been doing things consistently every day. We started a Bible study back in October and it was uh, just this month. It was 10 months every day we've been doing this. And so I think, what was that one consistent thing? That was it for me. That we were showing up every single morning to try to get through, you know, things in life and that we had no idea the pandemic was coming. Uh, Right. But for people that haven't started, didn't start before 2020 hit or, Mm -hmm. or even the pandemic to kind of say, what was the one thing? And I'm going to ask you, what was the one thing that you have done consistently since the beginning of the year that's kind of helped you refocus?
1: Well, maybe as you're sitting here listening to this, you're going to roll your eyes. So just get them ready to roll and it's okay. And I get that. I'm kind of woo woo, (laughs) but I have, I have a journal that I use and on that, on one side of the page, I, so every single day, every single day on one side of the page, I write down the three yuckiest, most terrible things that happened to me that day. And I have to double it on the other side of the page before I go to sleep every night. Mm. So, so if there's three things, there has to be six. If I start and I'm on a roll and I do 20 yucky things, then I have to come up with 40 good things. <laughs> and, and I have made that just be a requirement for me to go to sleep. And sometimes I do it first thing in the morning. Cause it's all, it's been, it's been a great morning already. Right. But for the most part, it's at the end of the day, as I reflect, that is an important step for me because what it does is it puts positivity into my brain before I go to sleep. Because it is so easy to just be saturated with negativity. And I think that that affects our sleep. It, it, and it definitely then affects our REM. When your REM is affected, your neural pathways can't heal. When your neural pathways can't heal, no creativity can happen. All the light-up centers in your brain that you need to show up and be an amazing human, you can't live as your best self if you're starting from a negative space in sleep. And so I just decided that 2020 was going to be my year where I intentionally did this practice. And my hope was on December 31, I'd have all these notebooks of all this amazing things that happened in the midst of mess. And little did I know that there would be a pandemic in the middle of that. But I feel like that has been the one, my one anger that has helped
0: me show up every day. Mm -hmm. And that is so important because, you know, as you talk through that for people to say, oh, I've got, I do have this anger inside of me. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can handle it for a couple of weeks. I can handle trying to coach my family and my friends or my nieces and nephews or whatever my environment is to try to help them through it. But we're always displacing that, right? And then we say, what am I dealing with myself? What are my feelings Mm -hmm. to try to identify, like, where am I helping myself get through this? And so that is a great exercise. And, And I know we always talk about journaling, but... People that don't do it or they don't have a process, you know, use your notes on your phone. Everybody's got a phone. Uh, And so go to that space and use it. And and really, I think what happens for me, Suzanne, is you get really clear if you do that consistently. You start to understand why you're writing and it gets more prolific.
1: (laughs) And, and I think you see patterns Yeah. and, and I think when you're in it and you're just reacting and just living every day, you, you can't see the pattern. And I would say pattern of goodness over negativity, or you could just say that there, there are, uh, maybe there are things in your soul that you need to delve into and heal from. They will show up when you start journaling and maybe you didn't even realize that they're showing up a lot. And, and the same thing, maybe there are things that um, one of the questions that I ask my clients when they're kind of feeling stuck, I ask them, I say, what kind of person would you want to be if you could be anything? And, and it could be that you start finding that part of your unhappiness is seated in the fact that you're really not doing what you're supposed to be doing in the world. Mm -hmm. But, but when you're getting up every day and you're just going through the grind and you start with breakfast and then you're, you know, you're doing popcorn before you go to bed at night, it's hard to really spend some good time settling into that question. And so like you, I think the process of journaling, it's not always as important as what you get down, but what you see when you're writing things down.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, so this may be for some of my listeners that may be a little like, ooh, a, a little like, I, I can understand that. But I want you, um, because we're both so faith based, and I think it's really important for you to share, you know, what this has meant to you from your faith um, walking through this pandemic Um, because for me, you know, like I said, if I hadn't had my faith in my life, uh, it, it may have gone a lot of different ways. I may have thought a lot of different things. I may have connected to different people. And so, uh, I just like for you to talk a little bit about how the last 25 ish years (laughs) of you being in ministry has uh, really led you to the, to do the things that you believe in.
1: Well, I I think uh, one reason, the only reason I, ever even went to seminary was because my brother died. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is um, it is interesting to me to be on this side of that a long time ago uh, to say that if that had not happened, I probably would have still been living my life just for me. And uh, after seminary, I, I realized that I was in a space as a unique creature coming from the art world as an artist mm-hmm. to uh, help congregations transform their faith life and their worship life in an artistic way. And so, uh, so much of my work has been centered around curating uh, movies in faith and art galleries and trips all over the world to experience art and faith together. Mm-hmm. And I have continued to do that with, with dinners, you know, big dinners that you have where you've got people that are really unlike each other together, just telling stories. And so what I would say is, That my faith in the pandemic has been something that I cling to because even though I am separated from my congregation, because you just can't, right? I know in some places you might be able to, but you just can't, right? We were creating content for one another that was really giving and life-affirming and the collaboration that ensued out of that cre- creative means of this church over here is doing this, but this church doesn't know how to do it. And we just started sharing resources. Mm. And what happened is there are all these churches and ministers and people of faith. Now they're like, I know how to do that. Let me show you. Mm. Whereas before you would have sought after someone to pay for that. And so the, uh, the, I think the the realm that has been created of people showing up much like they were in uh, the ancient world to say, we're going to barter, we're going to show up for each other, we're going to eat together with the intention of just helping has been the one thing that has stood out for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. And I really wanted you to share that because I know from your heart the things that you're creating, you know, you're about bringing people together. Mm-hmm. It's, I want to share this joy from my heart and it's to inspire others to just walk that journey with you. And so that's what I absolutely love about everything that you do when you wake up every day, it's every second that you feel that. And right. it, and so, you know, that's the consistency that I think um, that you, you show up, people know what to expect. They don't question your intention. They don't question, uh, you know, your heart, uh, for really just stepping all in to your life. And, and so I think the authenticity is really, it's really important. And a lot of people are striving for that, you know, trying to figure out what it is I believe, and then, and then how I'm going to be supportive for all the other people in my life. So, uh,
1: you know, one of the things that we've been, um, Well, in the Sparkle Squad, the Facebook group you were talking about, you know, um, every Sunday I post an act of joy. So it's to do, and and the intention is to do something for someone else, to get outside of your ownness. And, do something. and this last week, what I, what I put out there was a ding dong ditch, um, where you literally go and buy ding dongs, actual ding dongs, hostess ding dongs. And, uh, you put a little note on there and you go to either friends that, you know, that are suffering or lonely or some of your neighbors, and you just lay it on their porch and you ring the doorbell and you leave. And it doesn't have your name anywhere on there. It's just, you're just reminding people, one, they're probably going to laugh when they see it. And two, that someone thought about them. And, and I think that that is an easy way to get connected to, to outside of our own selves into a greater other is when we decide every day, I'm going to show up and try to make somebody else's day better. And your day is going to be better just by you doing that. Mm.
0: Great words of wisdom. It just takes that little effort, right? It just takes a yeah. little bit of effort thinking of someone else. Mm. Right.
1: Right. Which is, which is not what we have come to know is the standard And so I think that's why it's so hard for people, but it's, it's just so crucially important to do.
0: It is so crucially important because we have so many distractions in our world. And so it all starts with this intention. And uh, as long as we're, as long as we're doing that and showing up authentically to add value, I think that's where the world changes.
1: Absolutely. It does. And I know that um, your work centers around that, or you wouldn't even have this podcast, right? (laughs) It's, um, you know, empowering others to know that one, you're not alone Two, there are other people that are doing it. And three, you can do it. It Here are models. Here are people here. You know, like uh, what I would say to anybody listening right now is if you're struggling or whatever, reach out to Melanie, reach out to me. There are people that will walk beside you And you don't have to struggle alone because, you know, doing doing things alone is never the greatest way to do them. I just I'm a big believer in collaborative thinking. And so there's there's somebody out there that wants to walk beside you. I believe that.
0: I believe it, too. And it's so it's really just so important and it's so simple. And here we are, you know, we have all this joy in our heart and we say, oh, it can be easy. It can be you, too. But it is that easy.
1: Right. (laughs) It it just starts
0: with the idea. So our tips are get out your journal and write yes. those three yucky things and then three great things and then another three good things to start off. <laughs> so that's keep, right. Keep doubling that. And I think that is a really, that's something that I'm going to start. Um, that's a really great tip because we always forget that we can journal, but having that actual action plan. And, uh, one of my girlfriends said a 20 minute challenge. She gave us a 20 minute challenge one morning to do anything, any task, look at it, a stack of papers, clean your desk, whatever, 20 minutes, and it changes your whole perspective. So Right. I think, That's right. You know, doing those two things together, it's really gonna it just really does lift your spirits and say, Okay, I'm I'm Ucky feeling, I don't like this space, I hated that call, whatever it was. Right. You know, get up and just change that, get some energy going and put some great music on and and uh, and change the whole atmosphere
1: and i would say cuz you know a lot of these listeners don't know me at all and i am not always pollyanna i mean there have been times in my life where my my good things were the fact that i got to eat today mm-hmm. or that i woke up today there were some dark days in my life and yeah. and just waking up was the one thing that i would write down as a good thing And so I don't want you to feel like everything is sunshine and roses. I mean, it's definitely not. It's just I'm choosing to notice miracles in my everyday, and not waiting on miracles to happen every day. I'm Mm. choosing to see them active in my life.
0: I love it. You are a miracle watcher, a miracle maker. My girlfriend. Suzanne, how can how can we find you? What's the best way to sign up for your course on August 29th?
1: Well, so if you just, thank you, if you just go to Suzannecastle.com, it's right there on the front. And if you look on the menu, there's even a thing that says freebie. And if you click on that, I set that up before we got on this podcast. There's a great little guide of how you can ask better questions of yourselves and your loved ones and in your work environment. And it's just going to let you download that because it's my thank you for hanging in on this podcast. And I would love to have you come to Verve, uh, one of the most rebooked entertainment in history, Ron Diamond, who also came through the Disney chain is going to be one of the special speakers at Verve and really talked to us a lot about mindset. And I just, I'm just so glad that you've stayed on the podcast, that you're moving forward with your life. And if I could instill anything in you again, it is that you have something of value to add to the world. So keep showing
0: up. Keep showing up. Uh, Suzanne, I love you. Thank you so much for just coming on, sharing your story. You are amazing. And, you know, what I've said all year is everyday leaders can change the world. And so, so I'm challenging every single person listening to this, do the one thing in your life that is going to make you improve your life so that you can change your world. And that will impact everyone in your life to change the world. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I love you. Have a great evening, and uh, and thanks again. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. This has been a Joe Aik Studios production.